0: Last time on the Skip and Josh podcast.
1: I decided to take out a pad and a pen and I wrote down. I made my list of my most annoying or the most annoying people that I work with. I made a list. I just
2: wrote it down. It's very therapeutic to make a list like that.
1: Oh, I felt great after making the list, but I didn't stop at seven like we normally do. I had to go all the way to 10 because there were so many. (laughs)
0: You're listening to the Skip and Josh podcast with Skip Sherman and Josh Obadia.
1: Okay, Skip, so today we're going to talk about our favorite Canadian baseball players. But before we get to that, you know how I like to start every episode with a a funny story or an interesting story or just something that I want to get off my chest. So we were actually supposed to record yesterday morning, but we delayed it to today And it's a good thing that we delayed it to today because I had something all planned for the beginning of the episode, but then something happened yesterday, which usurped that.
2: Usurp. I love the vocabulary. You're getting, you're digging deep in your vocabulary bag for that one.
1: Exactly. So I know that you don't really follow baseball. At least I don't think you've been following baseball this year. Have you?
2: No. But the funniest thing is, is that before we push record... The one thing I always ask you, it's like we've been doing this for five years. It's always the same conversation. Do you know, Josh, do you know how you're going to start the episode? And then you're like, yeah, I have an idea or no, I'm not sure. And today you're like, yeah, yeah, I know what I'm going to start with. And I said, I think I know what you're going to start with, but I'm not going to say it. I want to hear, I want to see if I'm right. So continue because I think I think I was on the right track.
1: Yes, you must know what I'm going to talk about. Have you heard about this incident between Jock Peterson <laughs> and Tommy Fam?
2: That's exactly it.
1: Let's let's hold on. Before you even say anything, yeah. we have to assume that the listeners don't know the story. So we have to tell yeah, them. Yeah. Go the ahead. Story. Tell the
2: story. Yeah. Tell and the before
1: story. I even tell the story, you may recall that two years ago I lashed out at Tommy Fam on this very show. I don't remember <laughs> what it was about, but he did something completely idiotic two years ago. And I said, What kind of an idiot is this guy? Well, now Tommy Pham has outdone himself. He's an even bigger idiot than I thought, which I didn't even think was possible. So now I'll tell the story of what happened and then you can comment on it. Mm-hmm. So Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson have never met each other. They only know each other because they both play Major League Baseball. And you know, if you've ever been to a baseball game, you know, about an hour before the game, it's, it's very common that both teams are on the field at the same time and they're stretching or running or loosening up or doing whatever. And, and sometimes players from opposing teams will talk to each other because maybe they went to school together or who knows what, or they used to play on the same team.
2: Right, and Pham is on the on the Reds, right? And Trock Peterson's on the Giants. Correct, yeah. yes. Yeah.
1: And they're playing each other this weekend. So, Peterson was in the outfield, warming up, stretching, and Pham went up to him because they both participated in the same fantasy football league last year. That's the only way they know each other. They've never met in person. I don't think they've ever spoken. So, Pham accused Peterson of cheating in the fantasy football league. Apparently... Peterson had an injured guy. He put him on the injured list and then he picked up a player from the pile without dropping anybody, which is completely legit for anyone who's ever played any fantasy sports. So when Fam accused him of cheating, Peterson was like, what are you talking about? You did exactly the same thing with one of your injured players. And then Pham slaps Peterson in the face. And boom goes the dynamite. Which is like, are you five years old? And <laughs> So I'm happy to report that Major League Baseball has suspended Pham for three games for this. I'm very happy about that. They spoke to both the players after the game, and you can go Google the the YouTube interview if you want. But, like, I don't know what's wrong with this Tommy Pham guy. I just don't know.
2: It's funny because I saw, did you see the clip of the, the slap? I did, Yes. Yeah, I mean, I saw it like it's like, from far away and whatever. Right. But then, then I saw the whole interview with 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 Jock Peterson after. Now, let me get one thing off my one thing straight. I don't think Jock Peterson is a good guy at all. I think he's also an idiot. But but in this case, like he, he's telling the story about the fantasy football football and the injury reserve spot, and he's completely like calm about it. And I don't think that's how the conversation went in the outfield. There was probably like a lot of swear words going back and forth between them and 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 whatnot. But like, it, it's just so wild that like. <laughs> Like, this is it? You get suspended three games because of fantasy football? But like you said, there's no way he could even do something illegal. The platform that they're on, and and Jock Peterson said it was an ESPN league. He said it in an interview. The platform that you're on will dictate what you can and cannot do. So if the guy doesn't have out- next to his name or injured, whatever the case is, you can't put him in the injured reserve spot. They won't let you do that. Exactly. Like the the, the the machine itself, the programming, you can't do it. So it's <laughs> so impossible fact, to cheat. It, it, like what he's accusing him of, it makes no sense whatsoever. You know, like it's
1: So anyway, enough of that. Um do we have any listener mail? <laughs> mailbag.
2: Mhm. Got some mailbag. We last last episode we did our um Favourite players that played their entire career with one team. And um, our big super fan, Derek. He gave us his list of his favourite uh, one team players. And it had a lot of the same players as us. Tony Gwynn, Kirby Puckett, Ken Dryden. But he, he he did have some that we didn't talk about. Jim Kelly was a good one that he brought up. Oh, of course, yes. Um, Steve Iserman and Mike Schmidt. And then the one that he really mentioned that actually I consider maybe he could... This guy could maybe bump one of my seven is Edgar Martinez. Oh, yes. D.H. D.H. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought he had a pretty good list. I considered Um, Steve
1: Iserman instead of Derek Jeter.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Our good buddy Jesse out in Texas sent us a list. It was completely Dallas list. Like, it was Dallas Roger Staubach, Troy Aikman, Dirk Nowitzki, Rusty Greer. Rusty Greer, Texas Ranger legend. Daryl Johnson, Bill Bates, cowboy legend. And then Johnny Bench, just Johnny Bench. not Nothing related to Dallas, but just Johnny Bench. So okay, I thought that was pretty stuff. amusing. And then completely unrelated to any episode, but more of a, um, um, I got a text from Mark, our friend Mark in Philadelphia. He had a what bugs me of his own. And what bugs like, Mark? Like how often, you know, I, I guess your 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 what bugs me's are are wearing off on the general public now, Josh.
1: Well, there's a lot of things bugging a lot of people.
2: You know, we it's actually it's it is apropos because we talked last time about like streaming music services, and you mentioned Stingray, and we talk often about Spotify or Apple Music. So I don't know which which service he he subscribes to, but he basically sent me a screenshot, and he says it was like Led Zeppelin, whole lot of love but it was like 1990, re, like remaster. So he's like, how does Led Zeppelin end up in a nineties rock playlist? Like, that's a very <laughs> that's good is question. What bugs me.
1: That is a very good question.
2: And that's a legit, what bugs me, you know?
1: Agreed. Because, you know, there are people who are younger than us who are going to think that yeah. the song came out in 1990.
2: Exactly. You know, you sit down and you're ready to listen to, you know, Everclear and uh, maybe Weezer. And, Silver Silverchair. You know, Yeah, exactly. Any kind of 90s rock and then all of a sudden you have Led Zeppelin. It doesn't really make sense. So thank you um, everybody for those messages and emails. Love it, Mark. So Josh, your topic, you said you wanted to talk about your favorite Canadian baseball players.
1: Yes. So after we agreed on this topic, I realized that, well, obviously there aren't very many to choose from, Mm -hmm. which is part of the reason why I picked it. But also Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I think we're going to have Four or five the same, if not all seven.
2: Well, we're going to have a lot the same. I mean, I didn't try, I tried to like pick players that like actually had like some kind of career, right? Like, otherwise, it's just like, you don't want to just pick like, like, for example, Rob Ducey didn't end up on my list. Maybe he ended up on yours. Not on mine. (laughs) But like, they had to be a player of some kind of consequence, you know? For sure, yes. And all Um, these players
1: are some kind of consequence. That was the only hard part for me, actually, ranking them. Finding seven was easy. Ranking them was the only hard part. And I think we're going to have the same number one, but we'll get to that.
2: I, I do agree that we're probably going to have a lot of the same. Um, I tried to ca- strike the balance between like um, players who had very strong and long careers in the major leagues, um, but also players that I really liked, you know, so there's some good players that... Um, had good careers that I just didn't include on my list, and I had reasons why, like I just didn't like them. Or there's one guy that that was maybe in your list that I just refused to put in my list because I don't like him. <laughs> um,
1: but I think other I, think than I that, know who you're referring to.
2: Oh, maybe. Um, other than that, I think we will have a lot, a lot the same. You know, there's only two Canadians in the Hall of Fame, right? So um, I don't know if we, we'll reveal that as we go, and <laughs> I don't know if both made your list, but we'll see. OK, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, part of my criteria is I wanted to have seen them play yeah. like not in person. But I mean, I wanted yeah. them to have played while I was watching baseball.
2: Right. So the only two Canadians in the Hall of Fame is Larry Walker, who I'm assuming is in your list. Right. And the other is Ferguson Jenkins, who right. I'm assuming is not in your list. Correct. Based on what you just what you just said. That is right? correct. So, Yeah. Um, OK, so do you want me to go first or? You well, go no, first? it's my
0: topic, you- so
1: I have to go first.
2: Yeah, go ahead.
0: Number seven.
1: Okay, so number seven for me, and I think this is the guy who you refuse to put on your list, is Joey Votto.
2: Mm. Maybe he's
1: I'm He's not wrong. on my list. He is No, on-
2: you're 100% right. He's into my honorable mentions. I, didn't, I don't like the guy.
1: Okay. So <laughs> anyway, I, I, I put him here for a few reasons. Um, he's a six-time All-Star. He's won a gold glove. He won the MVP in 2010. Interesting. He's played his entire career with one team, so he could have been in our previous episode as well. It's true, but he wasn't for me, at least, um, played his entire career with Cincinnati 333 home runs. He's still active, obviously, by the way, he has a career batting average of 300, which is in jeopardy because right now he's hitting below 200 this season. So that Mm -hmm. career 300 batting average is, uh, it's very precarious at the moment, but, uh, Joey Votto is number seven on my list.
2: He's obviously a great player, played his whole career. He's more, I mean, he's a guy, his batting average, like, is, he doesn't care about batting average. This guy, all he does is walk. He's like, this guy's the master of taking walks, but, uh, drawing walks. But yeah, I mean, he could have made my list, but if he would have been eight, I would have had him as eight, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So number seven for me is an active player. Um, the only, the only, well, not the only one, but one of the few, um, and the only Blue Jay on my list, <laughs> well, sort of. Um and that's Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Very nice. And a lot of a lot of people don't realize that he is Canadian. He was born in Montreal when his father was playing for the Expos. Although I don't think he doesn't speak English or French. <laughs> he only speaks That is Spanish, correct. Cuz he grew up his whole life in the Dominican. Um I mean, for me it's difficult to include Jays, I'm not a Jays guy, but Vlad is like must see TV, you know. Like he had forty eight home runs last year. He's only in his fourth season. He 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 could have, if it wasn't for Shohei Otani last year with some kind of ridiculous season, Vlad would have won the MVP in any other year easily. Right. Um, he's not doing great this year, and the Jays are doing okay. Um, but I mean, I, he's going to have an amazing career. The guy, all can, he, the guy's a hitter. I mean, what are you going to say? The guy, the guy can hit then no matter what, when what it's, no matter what position he ends up in, maybe he's going to end up as being a DH. I don't know. He's going to hit like, there's no doubt about that.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Number six.
1: Next for me is Justin Morneau. So he mm-hmm. played most of his career with Minnesota. He won the MVP in 2006 with the twins He was a four-time All-Star, and he won the batting title actually in 2014 with Colorado. He's had two silver sluggers as well. Now, this is an interesting stat about him. I don't know if it's really a stat or a note, but in 2008, he somehow played in 163 games. Considering there's only supposed to be 162 games in a season, it's quite interesting. Interesting.
2: It is possible, and that has happened in other sports where a t- players have played more than the max. It's because they get traded, and then they end up playing all their games for the other team, too, or whatever the circumstances. I don't
1: think he was traded that year. I think he played all those games with the same team. I think it's because there was a game that got postponed or whatever. It, it started to rain, and they canceled the game, so oh. the game didn't count in the standings, but the stats counted for the players, which that I don't understand why baseball does that. I'll still never. I still don't understand
2: that. I don't know either. So six for me is also Justin Morneau. I really like this player when he came up with the Twins. I have a soft spot on my my brain for the Twins, and all of a sudden they had this Canadian slugger. He won the MVP award. They they looked like contenders again, although the Twins have never really been. Um, I I just really really like this guy as a player. Now I when researching about Justin Morneau, Josh. Th- there's this weird little thing in Wikipedia. It says he's very superstitious. Um, he he, For much of his career, he wore number 33 to yes. honor his idol, former NHL goalie Patrick Waugh. Mm-hmm. I and think that's why Larry
1: he, Walker wore 33 as well.
2: Maybe. Maybe. And then he says as a young player, he would refuse to leave his car for hockey games until the clock read 33 minutes past the half hour.
1: That could make you late for games sometimes.
2: Yeah, and if you go on Wikipedia, the, the, the paragraph continues. They talk about all these weird superstitions he had as a pro. Like, uh, I mean, baseball players, I think, for the most part, are superstitious, so. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, I have the same number six as you, which is kind of cool. We kind of knew that. And I, I bet for- you we might have the same number five. But we'll I forgot to
1: mention, he had uh, 247 career homers and a career batting average of 281. Very nice.
0: Number five.
1: So then next for me is Jason Bay. Now, I don't know if you know this, but Jason Bay went to Gonzaga, by the way. And Mm -hmm. in 2000, he was actually drafted by the Expos. Never played a game for them, though. He won the Rookie of the Year in 2004 with the Pittsburgh Pirates. He has one silver slugger, and he was a three-time All-Star. 222 career home runs and a career batting average of 266.
2: He was always a good player. This is a guy that had a couple of really great years for the Pirates, and then he cashed in, made a huge contract go to the Red Sox never really did anything for the Red Sox he wasn't really good and then he kind of became good again after he left the Red Sox he was a pretty good player I guess yeah so number five for me is Russell Martin this is like maybe quintessential Canadian player you know (laughs) born in Toronto grew up in Montreal Four-time All-Star. He was an All-Star for three different teams. You know, the Dodgers, the Jays, and the Yankees, which says a lot about him. He's a very proud Canadian. That was part of my criteria for getting up higher in the list. (laughs) My list. He's a very proud Canadian. Um, You remember, like, the whole story. Like, he wanted to play for Team Canada. Wanted him to play in the World Baseball Classic. And it was sort of, like, towards the end of his career. And he was like, yeah, I'll play. But I want to play shortstop. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, "What? What is he talking about?" And I remember, we went to Chicago on that trip. I forget what year it was. And Russell, yep. were, he was on the Yankees, and we were watching the Yankees take batting practice, and and uh, he was playing shortstop in the warm ups because just I think he just likes to have fun. He's like he's like really like a ball player. Uh, he's like a an adult playing a kid's game, and but he acts like a kid, like he should, you know.
1: Because you know, every major league baseball player when they were in high school, they played shortstop and they pitched. That's right. So they can all all do it and they all think they can still do it.
2: Right. Exactly.
1: Number four. Next for me is Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who you mentioned earlier. So yes, he was born in Montreal in 1999. And this is only his fourth season in Major League Baseball. As you said, he's already uh, won the MVP at an all-star game and he has a silver slugger. Um, Again, He's, he's still active, so he's got 81 career homers and a, and a career batting average of 285. But as you said, mm-hmm. um, he has a very bright future and it might end up as a designated hitter, but uh, certainly exciting to watch Vladimir Guerrero every time he comes up to bat. Not as fast a runner as his dad um, no. and not as good an arm as his dad, no. but uh, can crush the ball, certainly.
2: I'm just worried with him like how fat he's going to get. That's my concern.
1: I know. I don't understand. You would think he'd be in better shape.
2: Like, he's really not in great shape now.
1: <laughs> I guess his parents and his grandparents just fed him too much.
2: Well, that's what, that's what all the stories are, that he, lived, he grew up mostly with his grandmother and, you know, whatever. So, number four for me, Josh, the pride of Melville, Saskatchewan, and one of the first Canadian baseball players that I ever knew of, and that's Terry Poole. Remember this guy?
1: Of course, of course. I considered yeah. him for my list.
2: He he's in the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame and he's in the Houston Astros Hall of Fame. Even though he was like a only like he was a one-time all-star, I think in like 1978. But like when I first started discovering baseball it was like, you know, 79, 80, 81, 82. That's when I was really like learning about the game and really diving into stats and just investing all my time reading box scores. And then I found out that Terry Poole was Canadian. And I was like, oh my God, look at this guy. And he was always like, he wasn't a great player, but he was kind of like the classic number two hitter. You know, he, had, he always hit 280, 10 home runs, 15 stolen bases, good outfielder. And the Astros were always a fun team in those, in those days, you know, with all their great pitchers and kind of scrappy hitters. So that's Terry Poole.
1: And the Astros had a nice uniform too back then.
2: Oh, yeah. They had, the, what? what is it called, like the, the sunset or the
0: rainbow? Like the Yeah, I don't know what
1: they call it, but it's, it was really nice.
0: Number three.
1: Uh, okay, so next for me is Eric Gagné. So he was born in Montreal in 1976, and he went to Edouard Montpetit High School in Montreal. In 2003, he led the league in saves with 55, and he won the Cy Young Award that year, which is a big deal because relievers don't usually win the Cy Young Award.
2: Um, You have to be really dominant to do that. Right.
1: Well, he was because he actually had zero blown saves. He also, and I don't think this award is given out anymore, but he won the Aids Relief Reliever of the Year twice. Hmm. I don't think they give that out anymore.
2: I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Anyway. This is the guy, Josh, that I deliberately left off my list. I don't care for him. That's fine. I think he's a big cheater. Well, he did use
1: performance-enhancing drugs, yes. He was a three-time All-Star. He won the World Series in 2007. I think he's the only World Series winner on my list. Um, It's possible. And I didn't know this about him, but for his first three seasons in professional baseball in the majors, he was a starting pitcher, actually. I didn't even know that. Um, Ended up with 187 career saves, and he had more strikeouts than innings pitched, which is, you know, as a pitcher, that's what you want.
2: Yeah, he was definitely the most dominant relief pitcher in the league for at least 2 years, maybe possibly 3. Like he had like those 2 or 3 seasons that he had in a row are like it's ridiculous. But then he faded away just as fast as he jumped on the scene, right? right. Like he <laughs> Also, <laughs>
1: yeah. um, you know every year in Canada, they give out the Canadian Athlete of the Year award in December. Right. And yeah. he actually didn't he was he was up for the award that year that he won the Cy Young, but he didn't win it. Because Mike Weir won it that year. Because Mike Weir mm. won, I think, the Masters that year. Now, he did, yeah, you know how I feel about golf. First of all,
2: but we're not even supposed to. We're not even supposed to be talking about golf, right? Like you're breaking but, our own rules right now.
1: No, but I'm not going to talk about golf. I'm just going to say that if I had to pick, if I was voting for the Canadian Athlete of the Year that year, I would mm-hmm. have picked Eric Gagné because he had a full great season, whereas yeah. Mike Weir had a great weekend. Now, granted, yeah. oh, my- the Masters is a huge tournament. I get it, and yeah. all the golf fans are going to like yell at me and whatever. But it was one great weekend. Whereas Gagne <laughs> had a full season of greatness. Anyway, yeah. that's it. I just want to get that off my chest.
2: Good stuff. So I'm on number three. You mentioned that that Gagne might be the only World Series winner on your team, but I have I have on my list number three Freddie Freeman. You don't have him on your list at all.
1: I. You know what? I didn't even consider him. Was is, okay. is, was he born well, in Canada?
2: No, so he, yeah, so he's number three on my list. He's born in California. Okay, that's probably why I didn't consider him. Are, yeah, both his parents are from Ontario. Um, you know, the Freddie Freeman's story, right? His mom died when he was 10. It's yes, really quite quite a sad story. But the reason why I included him and Ruck, I well, I mean, he 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 made a point of he plays for Canada in international tournaments. This is true. I mean, there's not a lot of international baseball tournaments, but at the World Baseball Classic, he decided I'm gonna play for Canada and he did so. I mean, I don't know if he considers himself Canadian or or not, but he certainly is proud of his Canadian heritage, which for me, that counts good enough. And I mean, look, the guy was the NL MVP once. He's on the Dodgers now. Um, I think Braves fans were just in shock <laughs> when they let him go. Like, this guy was the face of the Braves. Like, this is like, it, it, it was really shocking to me that he became a Dodger. You but know, you know... So
1: even though he's, he's having a good season, I think letting him go was the right thing to do because A, they would have had to overpay him and also give yeah. him way too many years, and B, yeah. they won the World Series. Like, they're probably not going to win the World Series again for at least 10 years. So you might as well start rebuilding the day after you win the World Series. Like, right. Because nobody repeats anymore these days.
2: Good organizations are not afraid to make the hard decisions. I know you don't like Bill Belichick, but that's his specialty. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick, if you are a little bit, you're getting like one day too old for him, and he thinks you're making $1 too much, you're gone, you know? Um, like, that's then that's how the the Patriots stayed relevant all those years. So anyways, we'll see how the Braves do. They still have a great young core. They, they're building around Acuna, obviously other players, you know? So like, anyways, but Freddie Freeman's number three for me. Okay, we're, we're at the, we're nice in the top pick. two now. It's exciting, no? Yes, I think we're at the I top know top. we have the same number one. We for definitely sure, have the same we number one.
0: Number
1: two, so number two for me. You already mentioned him. It's Russell Martin. By the way, yeah. I just found out he just retired yesterday. Really? Yeah, like officially yesterday? he just retired yesterday, which is another good reason why we didn't record yesterday. So, um,
2: I mean, I just assumed he retired like five years ago. So
1: did I, but there was a news story where he just retired yesterday. So mm-hmm. he was born in Toronto, but he grew up in Montreal. He went to the same high school as Eric Gagne, by the way.
2: Right. When you said the name of the school, I was like, hey, in my research, that sounds familiar for, Eric, for Russell Martin. They went to yeah. the
1: same high school. And you know how I said Jason Bay was drafted by the Expos in 2000? Well, Russell Martin yeah. was drafted by the Expos in 2000. And mm-hmm. then he was drafted again two years later by the Dodgers. Right. So he was a four-time All-Star, one gold glove, one silver slugger. 191 career homers. You know any offensive numbers you get from a catcher are just icing on the cake.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, He was a complete player. He was a good offensive catcher and a good defensive catcher, which is a rare combination.
1: His career batting average was 248. This is the stat that impressed me the most. He's a catcher. They they are in their knees are in pain every day of the year. He He stole he
2: stole 101 bases. This guy, like what catcher steals 100 bases? Because he's like a gamer. Like, I feel like out of all those stolen bases, probably 90 of them were like when the pitcher wasn't looking and the catcher wasn't paying attention or they weren't holding him and stuff like this, you know? It's
1: who knows? <laughs> yeah.
2: So, I'm at number two. Yes. This guy didn't make your list. I'm really surprised. 265 home runs in the major leagues, Josh. It played for 19 seasons. I don't know who it is. So, you know, like when you play softball, me and you played softball, but like like in the beer leagues when guys are like 35 years old and they're playing softball and you have some fat first baseman that's just smashing homers and then goes to the dugout and he chugs three beers and then he goes out there and he hits three more homers. That's Matt Stairs.
1: Oh, I should have guessed.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. So he's born in St. John, New Brunswick. Like I said, he played 19 seasons in the in the league. And um, the guy was just like this... I don't want to say fat, but he didn't look like a doesn't didn't have an athletic an athlete's body. No, Um, he didn't. Somehow he stuck around year after year, and like eventually he found his he found his mark in Oakland, where he had a few really good seasons. Um, And he has like a really interesting record. He has the major league record for pinch hit home runs, twenty three pinch hit home runs, which is not easy to do. No, that's not easy to do at all. At all. It's crazy. So, I mean, that's Matt Stairs. You know, he had a brief time. On, he broke in with as the uh, on the Expos, right? And there was always like this, um, I don't know if he broke in, but he did, uh, maybe I'm getting it, the timeline wrong, but um, he always seemed like he had a lot of potential, but um, I think his niche was more of a part-time player, pinch hitter, you know, like, and that, that's what it was, you know, so.
1: Like a poor man's Wallace Johnson.
2: Yeah, well, no, he had much more power than Wallace Johnson. Right. <laughs>
0: Number
1: one. Okay. So I'm at number one and it's not going to be any surprise to you. This is the most decorated player on my list by far. It's Larry Walker. So he's Mm -hmm. in the hall of fame. He obviously played for the expo. So he was definitely going to be number one on my list. He's got seven gold gloves, three silver sluggers, three batting titles, and he's a five time all-star. Now he won his one MVP in 1997 with Colorado. Um, Career numbers, 383 home runs, a 313 career batting average, and he also stole 230 bases. So my favorite thing about Larry Walker is we share the same birthday, December 1st. Not the same year, That's but, but the same <laughs> the same date.
2: Look, Larry Walker's number one on my list. Obviously, when you told me the category and we decided on the category of favorite Canadian baseball players, it was not going to be any surprise that Larry Walker was number one for you, number one for me. X Expo. I mean, look, he was the best player on the... the night. We talk a lot about the 1994 Expo team that should have won the World Series had there not been a strike. Um, he was the best hitter on that team. He was the leader of that team. Um, he really became a superstar on the Rockies. Like, you say he... You, you mentioned he won the MVP in... Like, his stats in 97 are obscene. Like, mm-hmm. they are absolutely obscene. And they... They the, people ignore them because he played on Colorado, and the, and people just work under the assumption that the numbers are inflated because of the field he played at. And yes, that's true, but but there's still crazy numbers, you know. And you mentioned there's three stories I want to talk about Larry Walker. So you mentioned that you mentioned like the the Lou Marshall Award, the Canadian Athlete of the Year. Yes. Have you ever seen? There's a whole documentary about the the 1997. Yes, vote.
1: between Larry Walker and Jacques Villeneuve.
2: Yeah, so Larry Walker's bitter to this day that he didn't win the Canadian Athlete of the Year. He says he lost to a car, right? He didn't lose to an athlete. He goes, "I lost to a machine." Right. So that's that's one story, and I kind of agree with him on that. <laughs> there's there's two amazing highlights of Walker's career that just show like what kind of guy he was because he was very very funny. He never took anything too seriously, even when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame. He's just like he's incredibly like laid back and just kind of like doesn't take. Take his career as seriously as everybody else does. You he know? was
1: wearing the day he got inducted to the Hall of Fame, and they called him. He was wearing a SpongeBob SquarePants shirt. <laughs> exactly,
2: exactly. Who That's Harry that? Walker. You know, there's that famous play where we're in Dodger Stadium. He's on the Expos, and uh, he catches a fly ball in right field, and he th- he he thinks it's the third out. And then he flips the ball to a fan in the front row. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, runners are tagging up because there was only one out. And then he tries to go back in the stands to get the ball back. But but the the best the best ever Larry Walker um, um highlight is from the All Star game. I, I obviously I don't know what year he was on the Expos. Um he he got up to bat. Larry Walker is a left handed batter. He got up to bat to ba- face Randy Johnson, <laughs> and Randy Johnson was like a left-handed batter against Randy Johnson it's a scary situation right like yeah. it's the ball's coming at you 100 miles per hour from basically 4 4 feet away cuz he's so freaking tall you know mm-hmm. like he, mm-hmm. so so what does Larry Walker do he he gets up he takes his hat helmet off he flips it around backwards <laughs> he goes to the other side of the plate to bat right-handed cuz he's like I'm not getting this is in the all-star game he's like I'm not I'm not stepping in left-handed you know and he struck um, out if i don't,
1: if i recall
2: of course, yeah, but he would have struck out the other way, anyways.
1: <laughs> right. So I was asking you were mentioning about how he lost the Lou Marshall Award to Jacques Villeneuve. So we have a mutual friend who is a big fan of both Jacques Villeneuve and Larry Walker. And when that documentary came out, I I asked him, so what do you think? Who would you have voted for? You know, because you're a fan of both these guys. And he said he would have voted for Jacques Villeneuve because what Villeneuve did that year was international news. And what Larry Walker did was really only news in North America. That's, that was I, Sean's reasoning.
2: But I do agree with you. I, and I understand, because when they're talking about that award, they are looking for the international aspect. But, I mean, how many other Canadian players have won the MVP? We just listed them off. I mean, there have been since then, but at that point, I believe he's the first, Larry Walker. Because- he may have been, yes. You know, we listed Freddie Freeman, Justin Morneau. These guys won after, but not not until then, you know, so. By the
1: way, speaking of, speaking of the Colorado Coors Field effect, um, yeah. Justin Morneau eventually ended up playing with Colorado and he won his only batting title as a member of the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. There you
2: go. Well, people think that it's, that the air there makes you hit more home runs, which it probably does. But we've seen like their stats over all the years, the batting average, the batting averages are like also like way inflated at home versus on the road.
1: Because I think the, the fence is further back than in most stadiums. And so the outfielders have to play deeper so you can get a lot of singles.
2: You can. So, um, the honorable mentions that I had, you mentioned a couple of them, Josh, Joey Votto and Eric Gagne and Jason Bay, um. I mentioned Ferguson Jenkins before. Obviously, if he if you're making a list of the best Canadian ball players, um he's there. But like you said, we never really saw him play. I, I remember seeing like the old Ferguson Jenkins in like 1981, you know, just hanging on with the Cubs maybe. <laughs> and uh, there's also Rich Harden. I don't know if you considered him.
1: Yeah, actually, he, Rich Harden and Ryan Dempster were my honorable mentions.
2: Mm-hmm. And what about Stubby Clap?
1: I like his name, but I don't know that he was uh, a very you know, productive player.
2: I think he played less than 50 games in the majors only. Like he didn't bear, he barely made the majors. One and I think he Cardinals. played for
1: team Canada as well.
2: He always did. Yeah. Whenever you saw team Canada playing like either in any type of version, it was always stubby clap. So good list, Josh. I really love talking about baseball and we love talking about Canada. So why not combine the topics?
1: Yeah, I tried to, uh, my top four all have some sort of Montreal connection. So that's why I I ranked them the way I did. Very nice. In fact, Jason Bay was drafted by the Expo. So you could say my top five all had a Montreal connection.
0: The Skip and Josh podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. If you listen to the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. To interact with the show, send an email to skipandjoshshow at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at Skip and Josh, and go to facebook.com slash skipandjosh to like the show page. To see links mentioned on today's episode, go to skipandjosh.com. And now, for some final thoughts from the guys.
1: I'm guessing you haven't been watching the World Hockey Championships.
2: You guessed correct.
1: Right. So... You know that I always watch these tournaments, the Spangler Cup in December and the World Hockey yeah. Championships in May. Um, and maybe I'm the only one that watches. But just for your information, Canada is playing in the final, you know, in a few minutes, actually, against mm. Finland. We playing? Oh, okay. And it's happening in Finland, actually. But the reason why you should have been watching and maybe you should watch today is because, you know, they have one person that they send, you know to ice level to do the interviews with the players during intermission
2: and after the game. I know it's my favorite. It's your favorite, Lindsay Hamilton. I know. I follow her on Instagram. I see what she's up to. She's posted everything. She's posted everything about like all her um, experience at the World Hockey Championships. And it looks like she's having a great time and and doing good work as she usually does. So.
1: Yes. One other thing I wanted to mention to you since I think you're not following baseball, Um, You know, when we were younger, there was always like the Saturday afternoon game of the week on NBC.
2: Of course, Joe Garagiola.
1: Right. So anyway, that went away many, many years ago. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if you're aware. (laughs) There's now a Sunday morning baseball game of the week every Sunday morning at 1130 a.m. Eastern time. And the first one was on NBC, and all the others are on Peacock. You must subscribe to the Peacock streaming service in order to get this game.
2: Which we are not able to do in Canada, by the way. So anyway, that's Um,
1: just just an FYI. The other thing that MLB But how do they
2: get an 11.30 start? That doesn't make any sense. Well,
1: it's, it's obviously not in the West Coast. It's a game that's on the Eastern time zone. And so they start like an hour and a half
2: earlier than they normally would and what's the purpose of that start time just to make it stand out so they can people can stream it
1: correct yes because that for oh, that for God. those like 2 hours cuz the, the for the the next game doesn't start till one thirty. so for those 2 yeah. hours they have you know exclusivity basically like what yeah. the NFL does with their Sunday morning game
2: yeah there's no there's no competition in terms of other sports viewing at that hour correct there's also no one awake who's a fan but
1: well i'm always <laughs> awake at that time
2: but i know i know i'm just um, saying
1: the other thing that MLB is doing, and this I think you have heard of, is every Friday night they have the Friday night game of the week on Apple TV.
2: Yeah, which again, you it's need that over.
1: streaming service in order to get that game.
2: All the sports are doing everything they can to make to get some exclusivity in their broadcasts, right? Because this, these services are willing to pay for it, but it's the the fans that suffer, right? Because eventually the fans are not going to subscribe to every possible thing; they're just they're just not. Right. So.
1: Well, case in point, my dad who watches every Blue Jays game was not able to watch on Friday. And I told him, luckily I told him in advance because he would have logged on to try to watch and he wouldn't have found it. And he said, well, why can't I watch it? I said, because it's, it's on somewhere that you can't get. That's basically, I didn't want to get into too much detail with him.
2: But for Canadian fans, like we can't get Peacocks. Oh no, but you're talking about the Apple Apple. TV. Yeah. You know, the Apple, I, I, I tried it out on Apple to see what it was like just to look at the broadcast and it was fine. Um, Josh, I want to ask you about uh, This Is Us. How was the finale? Are so I haven't okay?
1: watched the finale yet. Remember, oh I told God. you, you asked me if I was ready for the finale. I said, I'm going to record it. I don't know when I'm going to watch it. It's a busy time of yeah. year, you know, with the NHL playoffs and and baseball yeah, and I all know. kinds of things happening. And the nicer weather so i'm outdoors more and actually mm. haven't watched and I, I went to a soccer game last night so i actually haven't watched the season finale so if you know anything about it don't spoil it for me. i don't know
2: anything about it i uh, all i know is that my tv was had commercials for this is us every 45 seconds that's all like all the commercials i saw so i just assumed you watched. okay so i'll in next episode I'll ask you about This Is Us and hopefully by then you'll have watched it.
1: I will say that I I watched the second to last episode already and pretty Mm. much they tied everything up in that episode. So I'm not sure what they could have done in the last episode, but anyway, we'll see.
2: Well, you know, it's a crying show, right? Like it's very emotional show, right? Like they're trying to, they're trying to get to you. Mm. You know, they're trying. They're They're trying. Um, no, I don't have anything. I, I mean, I'm watching, I watched a lot of great shows. I haven't watched Ozark yet. We're going to definitely do some Ozark episodes. I think we're probably going to do an episode devoted to Ozark once we both watched the the last seven episodes, right? So
1: I'm very behind. I haven't seen any of Ozark. I haven't seen any of the, the most recent season of Better Call Saul. I'm very yeah. behind in my television viewing.
2: Oh, I came home from this trip that I had to Florida this week I, I, All I had to do was catch up on all the shows It was ridiculous Like This is what my life has become I had to catch up Survivor, they crowned the winner I had all the season finale of my Chicago shows Which are on Wednesday By the way, congratulations to Stella Kidd and Kelly Severide Getting married, that was very very nice I wish them the best
1: Who are they? Am I supposed to know those people?
2: <laughs> They're television characters on Chicago Fire Oh,
1: Okay <laughs> I was like, am I supposed and, to know these
2: uh, And that's it. So, yeah. So, hopefully by next time, I'll be able to ask you about This Is Us and you can tell everybody what you thought about it.
1: Now, I will say I did see the season finale of The Goldbergs, which, mm-hmm. interestingly enough, Jeff Garland was in that episode. And, again, I don't know how, but he was in it.
2: It's it's definitely old footage or stuff that was recorded already. Because right. I know for sure he's not on the set.
1: He know, didn't so. have any speaking lines.
2: Well, there you go. That, that's it. They, they're just, yeah. All right, so I'll talk to you. uh, We'll do another episode in two weeks. Talk to you then.
1: Have a great week.